0: There's no question about it, a new season has come over bear country. Its signs were everywhere as brother bear and sister bear and cousin Freddy rocked home from school. Flowers covered the lawns, trees were in bloom, birds were building their nests, and many of the boys and girl cubs were walking along in pairs, some of them even holding hands. Yes, spring has sprung in bear country. Romance was in the air.
1: Wow. Not only romance, but <laughs> racism, and feuds, and uh, bizarre cultural history, and plays, and Shakespeare, and who knows what else.
0: Um, I don't like. I feel like I, I feel like the romance part of this book yeah. should take backseat to everything <laughs> else.
1: Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a bear Bearcast. I'm your host Phil Gonzalez, and today. We have some major changes coming over our little podcast. It has been almost two years since I started this show. We are nearly at 100 episodes. And when I first started, people were like, are you ever going to get to? In the 90s, there were these longer, weird chapter books. Do you think you'll get that far? And I said, I don't think I'm ever going to get up to the chapter books. There's no way I'll ever stick with something this long. Well, I have stuck with it this long. And the other day, I got on the horn. And by on the horn, I mean on... Facebook Messenger and I contacted one of those people who who wrote to me as soon as this show started and was like I'm really interested in being on your show and I said grab one of those chapter books we're jumping in with both feet I cannot wait to get started yes we are on the big chapter books from 1993 and who better to have on this show than a man who has three podcasts of his own I'm talking turn to page Random Sampling, and Alphabet Flight, a man who is no stranger to looking at bizarre pop cultural ephemera, specifically pop cultural ephemera that has to do with bizarre books that no one ever thinks about in 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Jesse Cooper. Hello, Jesse. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for bringing me on with this book because it. I'm still thinking about bits of it like, it's funny because you finished reading it before I did. And you wrote to me and you were like, I love this book. I absolutely love this book. And I was like, well, where, how can it? And I finally got to like, oh, I, I I mean, granted, this book takes about 45 minutes to read. But <laughs> I got to the part that I was like, I think I know what he's talking about. And then I kept hitting parts where I was like, oh, maybe this is what, oh, maybe this is what he said. Oh, boy, this book just keeps getting better now, doesn't it? Like,
0: how, how? Stan and Jan.
1: This is a weird part in uh, like Bernstein Bears history because they had brought on uh, they had brought on Mike, their son, to kind of like help out uh, running the business because the bears the bears were just exploding all over the place popularity wise they were barely able to keep up and I think it was Stan who had expressed interest in doing like longer form writing and so these first few chapter books were kind of cobbled together from like I think Stan's like basic writing and then. Uh, I have a whole history written down by uh, by Mike, but and, we'll, and I'll be getting into that in another episode. But uh, th- this was like a, lab- a weird labor of love that never really did that well.
0: I don't understand why it didn't because this grabbed my attention as an adult who's been reading, like, been reading for a long time, uh-huh. and this has real good plot to it.
1: Well, I think it may have gotten lost. like this was if you think back to like 93, this was when like the a lot of kids, like young adult, young, young reader chapter books were really flooding the market. This is like around the time of the height of popularity of like your babysitters clubs and your goosebumps. And it just they may have simply either gotten lost in the shuffle or maybe people just saw that it was Berenstain Bears and were like, ah, that's just kid stuff. There's no way it'll cover Civil War history and... Uh, violence against your fellow man
0: i feel like about this time uh, and i'm a i'm still a spring chicken myself i wee babby of 25 years old <laughs> i won't hold it against you but around this time i was reading stuff like the pet force the garfield pet force chapter oh. <laughs> books and the uh and there's this also another chapter book series that I don't think went long, but it was little critters. Oh yeah. And instead of the little critters being little, they're more like medium sized critters. I think like that teens. this
1: was I think this was all part of the same school of thought. This like let's take these characters that little kids maybe grew up with and sort of try to age them up along with our readership. Like, so that we can retain the fans while, like, keeping them interested in the subjects at hand? Because I assume that the Little Critters books kind of covered the same ground as these.
0: Yeah, they were more like... um, The one I remember the most is them going on a spooky adventure. (laughs) Like, it was a summer thing and they were sneaking out to
1: go into the haunted house well let's look at this is so so for for our for our listeners out there the book we are covering today is one of the first big chapter books it's called the berenstain bears and the new girl in town and you would be it would be understandable if you looked at this book and you thought it was simply going to be a book about young romance because that is what the cover makes it look like you see brother bear and a strange other girl a girl bear riding by on their bikes and cupid shooting an arrow it looks like it's just going to be a book about romance but it is far more than that
0: i feel like the romance is actually more of a side story to be honest like for like the first like 10 pages or so like that's the main thing
1: but then stuff bursts open well let's let's walk let's walk through this book a little bit and because there's just so much to cover so as as the opening narration uh, indicated, like it starts off with like this sort of like pastoral scene of like cubs are all pairing off and this is my first big question is, how old do you think the cubs are supposed to be in these books? Well,
0: uh the age it's they seem to be it seems like it's that uh age between when you think cooties are real bad and when you want cooties, yeah. That's normally around when puberty hits. Normally,
1: uh, yeah, I think it, it, they have to at least—I would say at least junior high.
0: Yeah, like I would say they're probably like sixth, seventh grade or so.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is funny because I believe canonically, Brother Bear and Sister Bear have never aged up this much. Like they say that like they will always be like elementary school age, but these cubs seem definitely out of elementary school.
0: Yeah, especially with how they're treating the romance. Um, i'm wondering if cousin freddie is younger or if he's just developmentally younger i think he's supposed to be
1: developmentally younger yeah
0: because throughout this entire book um even after brother kind of gets over the ew cooties thing cousin freddie is like still very like ew romance uh yuck uh
1: you know other or he's you know working he's operating on a completely different level and dealing with his own like Personal like developmental issues. Like we have, n- we never really know what's going on in Cousin Freddie's head.
0: Well, all I know is that he will actually people's as many times
1: as he possibly <laughs> it's, can. It's, it's kind of his thing. It's kind of his like. He doesn't have a whole lot going on. <laughs> like so
0: far, like I know Cousin Freddie from the books a little bit from like the yeah shorter,
1: but like this one just made me not like him that much. Yeah, he's a little bit of, he's a little bit of a know it all. He's he's I, I can see him as being kind of the friend who's afraid his friend's going to be pulled away by some dumb old girl I guess so but
0: the other thing that's very interesting it seems like sister even though she's younger obviously um she seems to understand like how romance and stuff works and obviously really likes to make fun of brother for yeah still it's being funny a because... guy about it
1: even though sister is like obviously younger, they tend to get played as kind of the same age once they hit like once they've hit a certain point in the books. Like it's hard to tell that sister is really supposed to be much younger than brother. And you're right, though she definitely comes across as far more of a peer in this book uh, than just a naggy little sister. Like she she does make fun of brother a lot, but you're right; like she seems a bit more shrewd as to how the whole romance thing works.
0: Yeah, um, here a good example of some of the making fun of thing she does to brother bear is uh, apparently there's a well-known song which i don't <laughs> know what it i don't know what the tune is so i'm just going to william shatner speak sing it in the spring a young bear's fancy lightly turns to thoughts of love
1: which okay so apparently sister i don't know if they ever actually this was ever actually set to music but this is the poem loxley hall by uh, alfred Tennyson. Uh, so apparently sister is like a little hipper to like your old school like, uh, poetry or uh, music standards. Like I don't know, like, but she's definitely well versed in in the uh, the ins and outs of of romantic mockery.
0: Well, also maybe we have a little bit of hint at what some of the bear country slang is. Oh yeah, on the same page. After she sings that and makes fun of him uh, in uh, cousin Freddie it's beeswax, and like, double beeswax.
1: Yeah, which is usually, like, usually, like, you say, like, you know, like, none of your beeswax, if you say it at all. Yeah, they are
0: bears, so their relation to honey is a little bit different than Oh, those. you're
1: right, you're right. Like, maybe beeswax is a stronger term for them, because it has so many more cultural connotations. Probably. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: see, I don't know, like, we're just getting started on this book. and yeah, we're, like, this, two pages in. <laughs> this book, like, literally blows open, like, bear country and its
1: history because like the very next page you find out that Babs Bruno is seriously into brother
0: yeah Well, okay first off like brother brother bear he is gonna have lots of girlfriends obviously because oh, yeah. apparently half the like lady cubs whatever they're called uh are super into him
1: yeah like sister like, rattles off like a number of of female bears who are totally into brother
0: yeah and that's and those and those aren't even the new people like, some, some new girl comes into town and just like, yo, brother bear, give me a right. slice.
1: <laughs> they have definitely presenting him as, like, kind of a Jonathan Taylor Thomas type. Like, he's pretty snappy looking. His hair looks pretty decent. Uh, I think he's supposed to be, like, the young, somewhat naive but attractive young male bear.
0: Yeah, like, it's like Babs, I think it's like babs uh bruno and
1: babs bruno yeah annie
0: mcbear i want to say
1: oh yeah annie mcbear christine grizzly and Susie ursovich which is the greatest bear related last name they've ever come up with yeah
0: ursovich is great like Mm -hmm. i would i'm probably gonna steal that for
1: my like D D campaign (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or some kind of like bear person probably so speaking of speaking of queenie mcbear she and Tutal have an on again off again relationship and uh they're seen holding hands and making goo goo eyes at one another
0: and then oh they're not even holding hands like they're on each other like Oh, you're right, you're right, they're wrapped around
1: each other. Yep, they're very comfortable with themselves. But then, all of a sudden, the plot begins kicking into gear. Like, we thought this was going to be just a book about cubs in love, but oh no. Because a truck pulls up, two-ton grizzly jumps out, grabs his son, shoves him into the truck, and tears out of there.
0: Well, it turns out that the grizzly clan and the bear clan
1: are feuding right now which
0: what Tutan has said
1: it wasn't right for a member of the grizzly clan to be seen with a member of the bear clan he shuffles his son into the car and this is like probably the most like shocking thing i have ever seen happen in bear country it's like this clear like cultural clan affiliation coming to the forefront and tearing cubs apart
0: i mean we get we'll get into more of it later because there's some like uh, i don't know if it's troubling but some, definitely some uh, larger implications oh, with both of these plans Oh, there's definitely huge later.
1: implications here because what happens is uh, they're back at home and sister's still making fun of brother and then Papa's drinking a glass of milk and it tastes like onions, which is A, disgusting, but also B, you find out that it's because Squire Grizzly won't let Farmer Ben... Uh, lettuce cows onto Squire Grizzly's clover patch. So the Squire uh, Farmer Ben's cows are now eating the onion grass, which is making the milk taste like onions. And it's all because of this weird Grizzly clan versus bear clan feud that's come back up.
0: Before we get to that, uh, there's a little thing that I thought is actually, I thought was kind of cute, but also very um good thing for uh, mama bear to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa, Papa bear is kind of, kind of teasing brother bear for yeah. not wanting to talk to babs and being a little nervous and stuff like that and mama's there's just like that you know calm down calm down there don't make fun of him if he doesn't want to be like that he doesn't want to have to yeah she said and he doesn't it.
1: have to rush into this boy girl business
0: and, and you know what that's honestly like kind of sweet and i don't know why i didn't
1: expect it but i didn't
0: like i don't know i maybe part of me just expects these books to be kind of heteronormative
1: oh i see what you're saying yeah i i I think it's I think it's very prescient I think it's good uh good advice just for any young reader too which is like don't feel like you have to don't feel like you have to conform to this the pressure that you're of the other kids you're seeing around you like it's totally cool if you're not into this whole like boy girl thing
0: yeah which maybe maybe in uh my hopeful eyes maybe it's also a hint of her being like it's okay if you don't like girl clubs too <laughs> thing but this is me
1: you know and i don't want to i don't want to lean on this too much but that is honestly something that has popped into my head once or twice about brother bear like and i you know i don't There's not many clues dropped, you know, like along the way, but I've often, I just, I think about Brother sometimes because I have a podcast about the Berenstain Bears, and I overthink about the Cubs' relationship sometimes. And I sometimes wonder if, like, Brother isn't a young, questioning bear. Certainly, they don't ever address that in any of the books, but, uh, but it's just, it's one of those things that's always in the back of my head, and I'm always looking for clues.
0: Well, like, as, as a, uh, as a young, um, a queer folk person uh don't know how to say it. that was weird uh as as a person who isn't uh i guess um, heteronormative type uh like i always always on those little lookouts for like little hints and
1: stuff so yeah let's keep our eyes open for that in future yes but meanwhile <laughs> We start learning a little history of Bear Country, and it's not a it's not a uh, it's it's not a peaceful history. No,
0: because uh, it turns out that it was settled. The Bear Country was settled by the uh, the Grizzly and Bear Clan, and about they owned about half of it. And whenever they decided to kind of make it into a place, uh, they had a big fight over if it was going to be called bear country or grizzly land and obviously the bear clan won on that one but it's still at this point where the grizzlies and bear clan pretty much own half and half or so
1: yeah i think it's interesting because uh they mentioned that they're like you know he said so brother bears like so we must like bear country and of course the bear family are bears The brother bear is like, so the bear family must have won. And father and Papa's like, yeah, but, you know, there's still a lot of grizzly stuff. There's the Great Grizzly Mountains and Lake Grizzly and the Great Grizzly Forest. And I really like that. Like, these are things we've heard of. Like, these are actual, like, landmarks in bear country. And I really like that they've sort of, like, retconned in in an explanation for why some stuff is called bear and some stuff is called grizzly. Like, it's kind of nice. And it adds, like, a little texture to this to this world it, like it because there that does exist like that is like you do have these things you never think about like name wise in areas where you grow up um i grew up in the south and so like i i don't know why but to me in the south like you just notice that a lot like areas named after families that are usually st- still in the area
0: i uh actually grew up about a mile away from an area where it was mostly lived and farmed, and all the businesses were owned by one family.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: I also live in the south and grew up in the hauler,
1: like, yeah, because I grew up in like around Klein, Texas, and the Klein family still owned land there. And there was Klein High School, and like the farmer Klein, and like they're farming, like, and then there was like the school called Dory, and Farmer Dory had his land right next to it, like, so yeah, so like having land where people's names are all over the landscape is it's very meaty and very like it's it's somewhat rural but it's just it's it's I I don't know I like it it makes me feel like bear country's a real place well like in some alternative universe um
0: there there's a alternative you talking about uh talking about grizzly land yeah. And it's, oh, yeah. It's called Deep in Grizzly
1: Land, and because like that, because honestly, that's a pretty catchy name, also. Well, see, now I want them to do an offshoot of alternate history books about the Grizzly family in Grizzly Land. I think that would be fascinating, like a somewhat more dysfunctional family, maybe.
0: Well, another thing too is uh, you kind of get a idea of how all the different cubs are related, also. That probably means that's right. like. Queenie and well probably Mcbear, whoever Mcbear was and all that like they're probably all distantly related
1: somehow well they have to be if only two families founded this founded this land and like, and they
0: intermingled and everything so. they do
1: they point out that like there was intermarriage like you know eventually people intermarried and we kind of forgot all about this stuff, but they show an actual battle between the two families and it is. I won't even say coded. It is simply Civil War imagery. So I uh, grew
0: up in Bargetown, Kentucky, okay. which has a Civil War museum. And my mother worked at the Civil War museum and I was dropped off at that place and climbed on all the stuff, all the exhibits and the cabins they had and all that stuff. And so like Civil War... Imagery definitely popped out at me because you one thing you notice is that the bear clam, who apparently Ulysses S. Bear, yeah, uh, was have something that looks like Union flags but with a bear thing, and then mm-hmm. uh, Stonewall Grizzly on the other side. They they have just like a mean looking bear with a right. in a circle, but that opens up a lot of um, uh, questions. Yes. As some that you brought up about second class uh, citizens. Yes. <laughs> uh, sur- uh, surrounding bears and their dominance and how there seems to not be that many other animals around.
1: Oh, definitely indeed.
0: <laughs> uh, so, like, and if this is following, because it seems like the like, bear country is at least halfway following
1: some of our history. Mm hmm. At least U.S. history. Right. And by drawing, by drawing these characters explicitly as members of the Union Army and members of the Confederate Army, you you are drawing a lot. Like you're saying, like the Bear Clan historically was probably in the right, and the Grizzly Clan was probably histories like, you know, a little in the wrong. I mean, in, in, without bringing up explicit examples.
0: Was this, uh, were the Confederate bears, or, I mean, the (laughs) grizzly clan, were they fighting for state rights? Or were they, like, second-class bear citizens? Or are we talking about other animals?
1: Right. (laughs) Like, Like, was this their right to own pigs? Like, was this, like, was this their right to own skunks? Their right to own goats? Like... I don't know, and they certainly don't go into that. But you cannot avoid thinking about that because of the way they are coded, like they are explicitly coded as Confederates.
0: Yeah, and like if they if they just frame this as like a Hatfield and McCoy thing, exactly, or, exactly, or just or just did a straight up like Romeo and Juliet thing, which they're obviously going to do later. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have brought up
1: less questions. Right, because this isn't just feuding families. That They show images of the bears in an actual battle with tanks and sabers and guns. Um, like, Pop, Mama just says, like, oh, there was arguing and fighting and calling names and being mean. But in the picture they're actually showing, it is bears shooting each other with guns. Like, there's a cannon going off, like, directly into the other army. This is more than just a family feud.
0: Like, this is, this is some, like, uh, Abraham bear lincoln or whatever right. bear abraham lincoln bear abraham lincoln and um uh jefferson barris or whatever I don't know. like go college- on <laughs> this is like the this is like straight up like war like yes. there's bayonets on those guns like they don't draw the guns but there's bayonets on those guns
1: oh yeah no this is a this is they they they're out for blood like this is this was a real these were real fighting bears,
0: and, and like, it's. And this is a part that I'm still stuck on. <laughs> yeah, everything else is just like, oh, it's you know, it's Romeo and Juliet or whatever. But that's the part I'm stuck on, because that <laughs> puts a lot of implications on anything that comes after
1: these books. <laughs> yes, because this, they've turned. They're now they're turning Bear Country into a microcosm of basically the United States, where conflict is coming not just from like personal issues but from like like many 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 decades old uh like very in the in the soil of the land uh uh, uh a conflict uh politically socially uh morally like when when now and now because like squire grizzly is a character who hasn't been in the children's books much but he was on the tv show and he's now a major player in the chapter books but now you're like, okay, well, Squire Grizzly was a Confederate bear. Like, where'd this money come from? Like, how'd he get so rich? Is this, like, old plantation money?
0: No, it, they show his house later, and it's clearly a plantation-style house. Yeah. It, it brings a lot of implications. So, like, the whole, like, skunk situation, Yeah, it, it goes away for big. like, oh, they're just smelly, to, are they racist?
1: Yes. <laughs> and and papa is quite the apologist not for the not for the grizzlies themselves but for the feud like like he says like oh there were heroes on both sides cuz the bad sides hero is not really my like i don't know like it just seems like papa's like well let's not let's war the war had to happen i i don't know like it was it it takes a very odd stance on this whole like <laughs> brother against brother fight.
0: We've spent a majority of this time talking about yeah, that so far. Let's but... move
1: on to uh, <laughs> to this feud, because the feud begins tearing Bear Country apart. Again, we don't know. Also, we don't know what renewed this. They never tell you what exactly. Like we saw, two ton Grizzly take two tall away for hanging out with a girl from another clan. We now Bu- Farmer Ben and Squire Grizzly are fighting, but we don't know what reignited this feud.
0: Yeah, the thing is, like, they seem to have forgotten what the feud was in the first place. So what reignited it after all these years of intermarrying and pretty much almost forgetting about
1: it? Yeah, we don't know. But Papa stopped shopping at at Grizzly-owned stores, which is kind of a horrible implication. Um, The Cubs, like, really don't know, like, who to turn to. And then in the midst of all this, like, the Cubs are fighting on the playground. Everything's going into chaos. And in the middle of all this, a new Cub shows up. In a uh, in a pretty fancy car, uh, it's Squire Grizzly's niece, Bonnie Brown, and hey, she's cute. Yeah, um, like she
0: took to brother Bear almost immediately.
1: Yeah, she's a model. Like,
0: she, yeah, she's a model. She's been on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's apparently pretty rich. Um,
1: and she's coded as being cute. The only like. The way, the way the bear cubs are drawn, the way all the bears are drawn, is they are pretty identical to one another. Like, to our eyes. Like, they don't... There's not much difference. So they give her a, a nice fancy headband and uh, a frilly shirt. And I guess that's how we're supposed to know... Like, it has a scalloped-edge shirt. And that's how we're supposed to know that she is an attractive young bear.
0: Well, uh, I guess the best example of that is the illustration on page 34. Uh-huh. You get a classroom scene with the teacher and a bunch of the cubs with Bonnie Brown in the center and if i didn't know that brother bear was up front i would not know which one of those were him
1: yes like the only the only cub who stands out is uh because he's tall and he's dressed like a thug from the
0: 1930s apparently also his dad he dresses the exact same as his dad also
1: yes they both dress like the sandman from the spider-man comics
0: yeah it's it's odd but it's like even the um even the teacher just looked like a taller version of like brother or
1: sister mm-hmm. yeah, so like i and I've said this before on the show I, I I have to assume that like there's just there's there's indicators that we as human beings cannot pick up on like we are we are incapable of understanding the shades of the differences between these bears
0: well, do you think that uh I don't know if you talked about this before, but bear country or just bear society in general in these books seem to be very. Androgynous, like it's it's all outside stuff normally that p- you have to pick up on. How do at you least mean us? Okay, so like the people, like <clears throat> okay, to get into uh, anthropological terms, I guess uh-huh. uh, the sexual dysmorphia. Okay, it seems to not be too different with oh, the colors and everything. So it's all external. So like the bears themselves are androgynous, and it's external stuff that cues us in right right like do you think that because they're bears they have more of a scent based identity thing also i don't know if you ever brought this up but i feel like never thought about that this is this is something we probably want to think about in the terms of uh now that we're going to be talking about a lot of books about crushes apparently
1: Uh, i think that like maybe it's kind of like a half and half like there's definitely different signifiers that we don't that our eye is not being drawn to and if and if they are like more like actual wild bears and they're going off more like hormonal sense and uh maybe i don't know maybe they have their own way of like i don't know i I don't want to say like marking their territory but (laughs) because we're certainly not ever given anything like that in canon but like maybe maybe we are led maybe they are leading us to believe that like there's there's slight biological differences in the way the bears in bear country denote uh maturity than we would understand
0: so i f- i feel like the, this book is doing a lot for a bear country
1: lore it, it really is like it, it's making it and I won't even say like you're we're picking it apart too much because it is li- it is literally bringing these subjects up itself.
0: But uh, Bonnie Brown is pretty much immediately like, yo, yo, look at that cute bear over there, brother. Yep.
1: I want a slice of him. I think she notices, too, that he is obviously into her because he is he becomes a stuttering mess around her and uh, can't stop staring at her in kind of a creepy way that like I think that it might be on teacher Bob to say like, hey, dude, chill out a little bit. <laughs>
0: It's creepy. No, it's it's over the top, but like it's the, I think it's the only way you could actually um show it in
1: yeah. a book. Well, he's being so obvious about it that the other cubs start teasing him about having a crush on on a on a what's her face? A Bonnie. The Bonnie. And she actually comes and finds him when he's off by himself uh and it's pretty much like she pretty much like tells him, "You know, I'm pretty into you." And I'd kind of like to start like seeing more of you. That's like a super mature
0: thing for Yeah. like like to be honest like with a lot of adults that's mature. It is not done in like a cheesy way. Like it feels very natural and mature but not like out of left field.
1: No, she's she's very confident in the way she approaches brother. Um she's like, "Look, you don't have a girlfriend." Uh you know, like I'm a girl, we're becoming friends. you want to hang out a little bit more and then she kisses him on the cheek and then they just start walking around the school holding hands
0: and and like it's it's kind of cute how uh how confident she is and how like she's just and how like and a much of a nervous wreck he is even after it's confirmed that she likes him a lot yes it, it's like it's real cute and it just reminds me I'm a kind of a sucker for me anyway uh uh-huh. I'm a sucker for um Movies that portray young love, yeah, in a way that's not gross, Mm -hmm. um, like Moonrise Kingdom does it really well, yeah. Well, like it shows like the romance through the lens of a young person. Well, right, and not so
1: much like adult romance, but being enacted by young people.
0: Yeah, because like there are movies that try to do the whole young love thing, but they do it
1: through the lens of an adult, and it gets real creepy. I think that the movie, uh, have you ever seen the movie, a little romance? I don't, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. It's a, uh, Diane Lane when she was like very, very young. Uh, Laurence Olivier is an old man, like brings these two little kids together in, in Paris. And it is one of the best movies as far as like the way it portrays young kids, like sort of developing this young love for each other. And, uh, and I agree like it's 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 refreshing to see it portrayed like this where it's very just it's very tentative, it's very hand-holdy like they're just they're kind of feeling each other out like in a very innocent way.
0: Yeah, it's and it's not it doesn't seem forced or weird either. Yeah. It and I like I, that's one thing, well besides the whole um larger implication of bear country history. Yeah, uh, like this like just how they handled the romance part is very it's done in a way that i haven't seen uh, in a
1: book for a long time well speaking of the larger implications of bear country history bonnie decides to take brother bear back to squire grizzly's place and show him around the house and while they're there squire grizzly sees her with brother bear flips out and chases brother bear out of the mansion with a riding crop he looks like an 80s villain. He is definitely an 80s villain. He was created in the 80s to be a villain or like kind of the snobby snob on, on the Saturday morning TV show. Do
0: you think that there's going to be a part in the chapter books later? I don't see anything about uh, the Berenstain Bears in the ski log, but oh, where are like, like a
1: <laughs> snobs versus slobs.
0: Yeah. Like just a straight up like Squire hires a team of real professional skier bears and Brother and sister and cousin Fred has to <laughs> per, like race them to get the keep the ski
1: lodge. Either either a ski, either a ski or a yacht race. Ooh, that'd where, like, be good. The, the Cubs have to put together their own boat because Squire Grizzly has like the really nice yacht. And at the very end, they have to like sink their yacht. Well, let's uh, let's let's barrel through this because we've got a little bit of plot left. Um,
0: Part of the plot though is Bear, uh, a brother Bear, keeps on trying to. Um, He just wants to live without all these grown up problems messing with his life. And the way they deal with that is also very interesting because it's because I remember being like young and just being like, I just want to play. Why grown ups stop it, please?
1: And we do get a lot of grown ups acting ridiculous because he gets chased out of Squire Grizzly's house by Squire Grizzly. And then Papa Bear finds out that Brother's been seeing Bonnie Brown and he freaks out because she's a member of the Grizzly clan. And then there's literally a fight outside their house as as Squire Grizzly assaults Farmer Ben with his riding crop and the police have to come and break up the fight like it gets pretty off the hook as far as violence in bear country. And the police even say there's so much violence going on between the Grizzlies and the bears that their police force is being stretched thin
0: like on top of that like the picture that it shows the fight it's very
1: actiony like way more it's
0: not picture picture picture-esque like a lot of the pictures you see in these books
1: no it's super aggressive uh squire grizzly's crawling over the uh The tractor about to hit Farmer Ben with his crop and Mrs. Ben is, like, trying to poke him off with a hoe.
0: A little, like, a little flourish that I like is, like, all the people fighting, they all have, like, angry slanty eyebrows and everything. And Papa has that, too, but Mama, Brother, and Sister don't. So, like, it's very interesting how they're showing the adults just acting fools.
1: Yeah, so fights fights are breaking out all over bear country. We see uh, Ralph Ripoff, who's selling feud buttons. And Ralph Ripoff, for listeners, is the new version of the TV series Raffish Ralph, who's the town's swindler and con man. He's straight out of, like, the 1930s himself. Uh, he's selling Grizzly Pride and uh, and bear stand tall buttons. Um, but in the background of all this, the background... Besides all the fighting and all the young love, another plot is actually going on that we haven't even talked about yet, and that is the fact that the school is putting on a play.
0: Yeah, uh, they apparently they put on a play every spring or so. Yeah. Where um and they tend to have their own set where like it they're all like, you know, king king author and the bears their own table, Snow White. It seems and like D7 they do a lot Cubs. of like
1: they do a lot of like uh public domain stories
0: yeah but they... the interesting thing the interesting thing uh-huh. is um apparently there is a the uh immortal poet william shakespeare which also has implications because it's not just u.s history that obviously happened oh, somewhat right. it's also european history at least so yes, there's a lot, lot going on here with uh, how our history and Bear Country history are intertwining.
1: Oh, very much so. Uh, so what happens is Teacher Bob decides that they're going to do Romeo and Juliet because you, and it's because of the feud. Like it's because he feels like this is a way that they can teach the uh, Bear Country a lesson about like the 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 ridiculousness of their feud and. I wanted to point out that they have they talk about the uh, the plot of Romeo and Juliet and they don't mince words like this isn't some like kiddyized version of Romeo and Juliet. This is the full on play with like all the stabbings and murder and the tragic ending that the actual play has. Um and they have auditions for it and they say that uh so Bonnie gets the role of Juliet, and even though Brother gives a terrible audition for it, they give him the part anyway. Because everyone's like, "Well, we want brother to be. He's dating her, so he should be Romeo opposite her."
0: See, they see they could have had another plot here where too is somehow like amazing actor. Yeah, <laughs> and and like brother would have had to like maybe not physically fight, but like convince him or something. Well, but they didn't even mention words there. I think. So this
1: brings up a whole new thing where brother can't stop blushing every time he has to kiss Bonnie. And apparently that's ruining the play. And it makes me wonder, A, how you can see a bear blush. And B, can't they just put stage makeup over his face so that you couldn't see him blush? Well,
0: maybe Uh, their (laughs) fur is uh, heat sensitive. Oh, like, I I'm tri- I'm, tri- I'm stretching hard here, but like I don't know.
1: I, I I don't think you can actually see a bear's skin change color like through their fur. Like it just, and wait, it's maybe, a major plot point.
0: Maybe okay, wait, maybe these bears are actually like polar bears. Oh, yeah. I mean it. It. I mean they're not. <laughs> but yeah, maybe they're not. But, but I don't know.
1: This leads us to the most famous part of this book. Bonnie is going to break Brother Bear of his blushing habit by hauling him to the woods and kissing him until he stops blushing, and it's an amazing scene.
0: Yes, it is. Like it, the little preview up front is of, of that, and it is a very provocative opening to see at the beginning of a book. But it's even more provocative on the pa- uh, inside the pages.
1: It's a two-page spread of just them kissing. And she says, well, what are we going to do about it? And he says, I guess we're going to kiss. And they kissed and brother blushed. They kissed again. Brother blushed again. They kissed again and again and again. Brother blushed again and again and again. And it's almost written in the rhythm of like a romance novel.
0: Yeah. Like, it. yeah, like it felt like it was building up to something. Yeah. It
1: obviously <laughs> wasn't, but. um, <laughs> right. Well, it is kind of because it's building up to her because she's getting angry, like, sort of frustrated at him because he keeps blushing and she gets him to stop blushing by thinking about too tall while he's kissing her.
0: I feel like that would cross wires at some point at that young age.
1: So he's thinking about the the physically, a physically dominant bear. He's thinking about hitting him, which makes him Angry, which gives his kisses, like the like, yeah. I feel like let's teach brother to associate physical affection with violent fantasies about a guy who has dominance over you.
0: That has to cross a wire somewhere. He's going <laughs> to yeah, have something <laughs> later on in life that's maybe not an issue. Maybe it'll turn into something okay, but yeah, maybe
1: it'll turn into something great. Who knows?
0: <laughs> but like, that's not a wire i think you should be crossing at that young age
1: right right let's make your first satisfying kiss only possible by thinking about your enemy and thinking about violence against this strapping like angry violent bear like i don't there's so many things (laughs) at play in this little moment and there's a picture of it. It's a picture of Brother kissing Bonnie with an angry look on his face while fantasizing about hitting too tall in the mouth. Like
0: man, ah, uh, like I mean this is this is a this is a PG podcast, but I would I would probably explore this more if it wasn't because,
1: yes, <laughs> we'll let we'll let listeners at home explore this in the privacy of their own living rooms, talk it over with your your significant others. Like what does this mean to you? because man yeah okay sorry (laughs) well long story short they end up putting on a production of romeo and juliet it goes off without a hitch and the audience who was arguing and fighting with each other before the show get the message like it gets through to them in a very shakespearean turn like this is a very this is what hamlet does like he puts on a play about the scenario in his life, in front of the people who are at fault, and it affects them. And that's what the bears do. They, they stage Romeo and Juliet in front of the, the fighting clans, and the clans are like, we get it, we, we get it. But they're they so moved by it, they clap, they give the Cubs 10 curtain calls, which is probably about 30 minutes of clapping. Like, I do theater, one extra curtain call takes forever. This brought the house down
0: well they did bring together a feuding town with their amazing yeah. acting and performance of a dumb feud
1: and i'm going to say like there have been several books now about about theater and the like the cubs doing theater and this is the one where we're like, we're like Stan and Jan are kind of putting their stamp on it and saying like theater changes life. Like it, this is the power of art. Like bam, like right there, and it works. It it stops a, a, a century old feud from from destroying the town.
0: Well, that interesting thing after which that would have been the end. I think that would most have been books, the end. But there's still one more chapter. It's not that long, either. It's a, and it's it's very interesting.
1: <laughs> that that's a that's a term you could use yeah very interesting so there's a cast party
0: yeah it's just cast party all the bears i don't know where they're at it doesn't no it's queenie it's
1: queenie mcbear right oh and it is queenie McBear. This, is, this is actually okay i'm gonna give them props this is no wait that was lizzie bruin's house it looks a lot like lizzie bruin's house from the slumber party i'll just say that um but i assume that all the bear houses kind of look the same on the inside so yes they're at queenie mcbear's house
0: yeah, and they're having a cast party, and apparently they're playing Seven Minutes in Heaven. or something Yeah, what do like they call? It? They call it
1: Post Office.
0: Post Office, yeah. Where they basically just go in a room with a crowd ar- around the door, the door shut, and they're supposed to like kiss or something for a while.
1: Yeah, because first, like Queenie and Tuttle go into the other room, and I don't. How do you? How do you do? It? It's called. You go into the mail room, which was the laundry room, and then it's Bonnie's turn, and she says. <laughs> I have a bunch of special deliveries for Brother Bear. Again this this is like a PG podcast
0: so I don't want to explore that either cuz like that's No, sounds, that's not, but <laughs> that sounds way more that sounds like way more than seven minutes in heaven stuff. But
1: So you know, yeah, so whatever. they go into this room. Brother's like I'm all kissed out from that play and you sort of get the feeling that like they're getting a little like kind of like they're kind of like cooling on their like on their on their on their little relationship like this is they're kind of making i think the decision that like kids make when they've been doing this for a little while and are kind of a little tired of like the whole like relationship thing they have going on
0: yeah they they just they decide in a very mature way or actually you know what it's it's between a very kid-like way and a very mature way because apparently somewhere in between like some something gets wet messed up and uh Relationships get really hard, but for kids uh-huh. it's real easy. And yeah. For some adults it's easy. Uh and they just decide, hey, I don't I don't think I want to do this anymore. And they just they just fake kissing. I'm gonna and... I'm gonna come
1: right out and say it. Family podcast, but they make a bunch of sex noises. <laughs> yes, they in do. the laundry room. Like it says that she's kissing her hand, it says Bonnie pressed her lips to the back of her hand and made loud smacking noises. Brother moaned as if he were having a great time. Then yes. after being silent a few seconds, <laughs> they finally came out of the laundry room. Brother moaned as if he were having a great time. And you yes. see a, and there's a picture. And what is he doing in the picture? He's cupping his mouth with his hands and going, oh... I am yes. not exaggerating. I'm not making this up. <laughs> this is what happens in the Berenstain Bears and the new girl in town.
0: And like, that's pretty much the end of the thing. Like, they walk out and there's
1: applause. And yep. That's the end of the book. And, and wait, no, that's not the end. Because he has, he has a smile on his face. And what does he say? Oh, uh,
0: um, nothing to it, gang. Nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>...
1: <laughs> like, all right. Well, there you go. That's... I don't know what the message at the end is supposed to be, but apparently there's nothing to it. Yep,
0: nothing to it, which like <laughs> like this this book was a roller coaster. Yes. For like it it was like gripping. Like I've not read a book that
1: gripping in a little bit. Well, Jesse, we are nearly out of time, but this this is the point in the show where I ask my guest, what did you think of this book? Would you recommend it? <laughs> I would recommend it like wholeheartedly, like from uh, ten years old to ninety years old. <laughs> Cause I think this is this is one of my favorite Bernstein Bear books I've ever read.
0: It, it's like it, it shot to the front for me. I mean, it's been a while since I've read <laughs> any, but like this one, it, it has an effect on me. I read it
1: about a week ago. Yeah, and I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, like I said, it is not in print. so if you want to find a copy of it, you're gonna to have to hop on eBay. You can usually find them for a few bucks. they're they're kind of all over the place. Um, but I definitely think it's a good book to add to your uh, young adult reader list. It's 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 just it's a hoot. like it's a real hoot and it's a fast read. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, like, I, I couldn't put it down for, like, it was just like, oh, I'm just going to read about half of it or so and go to bed and...
1: Yeah, it's a real where is this going kind of read.
0: It's not very often that a Bear Stayed Bear book goes, like, from 10 pages in goes
1: to a Civil War analogy. Nope, not at all. <laughs> I, can, I can vouch for that. <laughs> so, Jesse, where can our listeners find you? Okay,
0: you can find me on Turn 2 Page, which is similar to this, kind of, except I read the books each time. It's also Mm -hmm. not family friendly. (laughs) Uh, uh, I read a choose your own adventure book with a couple of friends and we kind of goof and talk about it and stuff. And by now it's been going on for over a year now and I feel like I got a good grasp on it. And yeah, Uh, I also have a podcast called random sampling where me and my lovely podcast cohort Carrie Nelson talk about random stuff that pops up on Wikipedia and other wikis Um, Mm -hmm. That's also not family friendly. (laughs) It's closer to it. uh, But and then uh, this is the family friendly one, uh, Alphabet Flight, where um, I talk about uh, each character in the official handbook of the Marvel Universe alphabetically. And we kind of just go through each of the characters. We examine it. uh, And if I don't like the character, I talk about Space Jam or something like that.
1: And that's a daily podcast, right? Five days a week? No,
0: it's no, it's not daily. Uh, ooh, no, it's three days a week. Oh, it's no, not. it's not. It's not. Oh, three days a week. It's three days a week. Like, come on, Phil. What do you think I am? <laughs> I only have. What five, do I think you are? I only have five <laughs> podcasts out a week, <laughs> every week,
1: consistently. I I lose track. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're always posting something. <laughs> Well, for those of you looking for us, I am at berenstainbearcast.wordpress.com. You can also find me on Twitter at bstainbearcast, or you can write to me at berenstainbearcast at gmail.com. Jesse, will you join me in the future for another big chapter book? I would love to. I don't know if it's going to be as exciting as this one, but we will find find a good one to talk about, I am sure. I'm
0: I'm sure of it, too. If If it's half the quality of this one, then I'll be fine.
1: Awesome. Well, Jesse Cooper, thank you so much for joining me. And for everyone else out there, I will see you next time deep in bear country.